Hello, podcast friends, family, and strangers. Welcome to Monday Matters with Holly Cochran. And if there is something in this episode that you find uh, remotely funny or useful or entertaining, please give it a share on your social media and let this podcast grow. Um, It means the world to me. I honestly see every single share that people are making on Facebook and on Instagram. And so thank you so much uh, if you take the time to do that. I know our lives are busy and I listen to podcasts that I love on the daily. Like literally I listen to a podcast a day and I try to remember to share them, but I, and I share them with people. I talk about them all the time, but I need to get better at sharing them on my social media because I'm asking you guys to do that. And so it has been my goal for the month of February to try to share the podcasts that I'm engaged with more on my social media so that, um, yeah, you guys can enjoy them as much as I do and you can value that share. Anyway, it is February right now. And in the month of February, we are doing a gratitude challenge here at the gym. And as I'm recording this video, it's February the 3rd. So we are day three into our gratitude challenge and spreading the love. And it's been fantastic. I don't know if I will feel overwhelmed with it by the end, not in a bad way, but just like, honestly, it's been amazing. Yesterday, we uh, had to answer the prompt, where is your happy place? It literally welled me up in tears a couple of times throughout the day at how many people that said, the gym, the gym is my happy place. Like this is where I have the best hour of my day. And I mean, that's just so fantastic. Thank you to everybody who is committed to their health and being here and making that hour, taking that hour for themselves. And then the best part of this gratitude challenge is we are spreading the love. So the whole point is you get a prompt a day and you have to text somebody that doesn't go to this gym or 10 people, if that's how many people you want to put into your chat. And I know we have some group chats going on with lots of people and you answer the gratitude prompt or, or whatever the prompt is today is what is your guilty pleasure. And so, um, I'm getting to hear about everybody's sort of things that they're hiding in their glove compartment. Like I do like the chocolate. So every day in February, we are spreading the love and the gratitude. And I think it's going to be a fantastic month. I feel different. I don't know about you guys, but like I got through December and January. And I think that's the best I can say about those months. I got through December and January and we had a great ski trip and a good Christmas and all that kind of stuff. Nothing bad happened whatsoever. But I just feel this shift and I don't know what it is because it is minus bazillion out there. Yes, the sun is shining, but it is still really, really cold today. But I feel this shift in energy in all avenues. There's like tonight, I'm busy. I'm doing this podcast quick because I got to get to a volleyball game. I love that kind of busy. We've spent so much of our time worrying about being around other humans that it's making us sick and it's time to not be sick anymore. And I feel there's a shift and I feel healthy and I'm happy. And I think that, um, the energy is going to come back. I think it's been drained and I feel it filling up. So I hope you are too. And if you are not, then let's hang out and I will share if I have extra to give, I would love to help fill your cup and give you some energy. Okay. Getting on to today's podcast. I don't want to just ramble on for no reason, right? We are 
in February, the month of love. Now I am not a Hallmark girl and you're going to hear all about that in a couple of minutes. But because I know Valentine's Day is in February and I wanted to stick with some themes for my podcast today, I want to talk to you about a tool that I've used in my marriage, how it came about and how helpful it's been to the point now that it is the go-to standard wedding gift that Corey and I give to anybody that's getting married. So years ago, I think I've told you all this before, years ago, Corey and I, we went to counseling individually together, the whole thing. And while we were in counseling, one of the things, obviously he was complaining about me and I was complaining about him because I think that's what, <laughs> what you do. The counselor said to us individually, I need you two to go and do this quiz. It's online. It'll take you less than 10 minutes. Go do this quiz and then talk about it. And because we were in the place where, okay, like we obviously know we need to be talking about stuff and we're working on this. So we'll do this quiz. So it was called the five love languages quiz by Gary Chapman. And I've put the link in my bio. So you don't have to go looking for it. You can even click on the link right now while I'm talking the five love languages. And we did this little quiz where you answer the questions and basically it's, would you like this or that? And then it's just like a narrowing down, um, sort of elimination kind of quiz. And then it spews out the, the love language that you answered. You would choose that one the most and then the second and there's percentages and it's free and you can just do this love language quiz on the internet. So we both did that. And it was eye-opening, I think is the right word. First of all, I didn't know that people spoke a different love language. I didn't know what that there was such a thing. So that was the first learning piece. And so just for a little bit of a foundation, if you have never heard of this before, there are five love languages, according to Gary Chapman and his book. I mean, there might be somebody else who has a completely different philosophy on it. But if we're talking about the five love languages right now, there's acts of service. Acts of service is when uh, you really value and appreciate and feel loved when somebody's doing something for you or helping you, like helping you around the house with the, with the chores, with the kids, taking the garbage out. Like if they want to show you that they care, they're going to do something for you. That's how you receive love. That's how you feel it. And in return, if you use acts of service as a love language that you are giving to somebody, you do things for people as a sign of showing them that you care. Okay. Acts of service. You can either receive that love language or you can be giving it. The second love language is words of affirmation. So just like it sounds, when people say nice things to you, you hear love. You feel love when people, you want to be told nice things about you. Tell me I'm pretty. You know, that's your words of affirmation. Acknowledge what I'm doing by telling me that you see what I'm doing. They want to hear that. Or when you're showing somebody love using words of affirmation, you are telling them the things that you value and love and appreciate about them. So the third one is physical touch. Pretty straightforward. You want to hold hands and give each other hugs and be physically close to each other, you know, sitting on the same couch on a regular basis, that kind of physical touch. When somebody is physical with you, they are showing you 
love. And that is the love language you like to speak as well. Then there's quality time. That's number four. And just like that one sounds, quality time is really truly being present with the other person. So yes, somebody who is showing love by sitting on the same couch with you may be physical touch, but if they're on their phone the whole time and completely ignoring you and not really recognizing that you're sitting on the couch next to them, it's not considered quality time. So quality time are, you know, the people who really value the date night or the everybody sitting at the table at the same time, or, you know, like let's get a babysitter for the kids once a week, even if it's just to go for a walk without the kids quality time. And the fifth love language is receiving gifts. You just absolutely love and adore when somebody gifts you something, gives you something. And it doesn't necessarily, people don't have to have receiving gifts as one of their love languages because they're, um, you know, materialistic or elaborate, anything like that. Like it can be small gestures. It can be, you know, I, I picked up a, you know, I picked up an extra coffee just thinking about you today. Just those little tiny ways that people sort of think of you. I, you'll find out what my love languages are in a minute here, but just so you know, the receiving gifts one is the bottom one for me. And not only is it not how I recognize and receive love, I'm terrible at giving it. Like I'm the worst gift giver on the planet. And I, I try hard. I'm trying hard to get better because I know it is not my skill and I've got people's birthdays in my phone. So they pop up and I've got reminders so that people that are important to me, their birthday reminder is going to pop up earlier than their actual birthday. So I can try to remember to do the card thing, but I'm a terrible gift giver. And after doing this quiz, I realized I gave myself a little bit of an out. I'm like, well, it's my bottom love language. I don't, I just don't speak that way. So that's my excuse for not being a very good gift giver is because I don't speak that love language of receiving gifts. But, um, so anyway, those are the five, your five love languages, acts of service, words of affirmation, physical touch, quality time, and receiving gifts. So back to my original story, Corey and I do this quiz and then we have to compare notes. So he texts me his screenshot of his five love languages. And I'm like, Hmm, okay, mine are almost the opposite. So I screenshot mine and I send them back to him and he starts to laugh and he's like, okay, so now we can talk about it. So my top number one love language, if you know me at all, maybe you'll be able to guess, but it's acts of service. I love somebody working and doing things that is speaking my love language. I know I've already told you, I am the daughter of Marie Bedell. I work hard at not being a workaholic all the time, but man, I love a good work bee. It just fills my cup and feeds my soul. That is my number one love language. It is not Corey's number one love language. It's his second last love language. So what was happening was I was doing all kinds of things to show love especially when I was on maternity leave and home with those two kids, I was like doing everything to make his life easier, to show him how appreciative I was for the opportunity that I was, you know, staying home. And I was just doing so much to show love and he was not paying attention. 
he was not even noticing because I wasn't really speaking to him. So I would do all this stuff and he wouldn't care or notice. And then I'd be resentful for all that I was doing and how little he was doing because he wasn't doing much. It's not how he speaks the love language. And it wasn't until we did this quiz and we got to learn about uh, the way other people are receiving love and, and speaking that it's like, oh, like actually taking the garbage makes you feel loved. I'm like, ah, uh, hell yeah. That's what makes me feel loved. He's like, oh, like I did not know taking out the garbage could actually make anybody feel anything. I don't even notice when you take out the garbage. And I'm like, uh-huh, that's right. <laughs> this is where there's a disconnect and I'm glad we're talking about it. What a huge difference it's made in my marriage to be able to say, that we are now trying hard to connect in speaking in the love language that is the top for each other. So Corey's top love language is words of affirmation, which is my second one. I'll go in order. So I'm not super confusing. Mine is acts of service, words of affirmation, physical touch, quality time, which is my second last one, quality time, and then receiving gifts. And Corey's is words of affirmation, Quality time is his second one. Both of our third one is physical touch. His second last one is the acts of kindness. And his last one is also receiving gifts. So like Christmas is pretty non-existent around our place for each other. We don't do a whole lot. It's not the way we speak to either of us. We both just get what we need when we need it throughout the year. And then come Christmas time, we just try to do something together. Receiving gifts is not our thing. Uh... But when I realized how high up on the chain his quality time was, and it was quite low on mine, all of a sudden it started to make sense. I'm like, why do you think we should be going out for a date night? Like we have so much to do around this place. Like our yard is not finished. And you know, we have that the house is a mess and we have all this stuff that needs to be done and we should be doing this stuff together. That's quality time to me. Like, let's do this first. And then if there's time, go for the movie or the dinner or the whatever. But he did not see us working together as quality time. That's not what he considers quality. And so he didn't want to speak my language and I wasn't speaking his. And so it makes a huge difference now that I recognize that he just really does want to spend time with me and spending time with me, not necessarily doing things for me. It's not how he wants to spend time with me. And so we compromise. And so we'll do things because that's my love language. And then we'll just enjoy each other's company because that's his. And I can't tell you how many times I have paused and thought, this isn't really how Corey would like this to go. Let's just do it his way and speak his language for a little while. And it makes it better. It just makes everything better. Uh, if you've come, if you come to my gym and you're listening to this podcast, you'll know that over Christmas, Corey was trying really hard to find somebody to go to Spider-Man movie with him. He asked all the kids, the nieces, the nephews, the daughters, everybody like, you want to go to Spider-Man? Should we go to Spider-Man tomorrow? It was almost getting a slightly pathetic that <laughs> Corey really wanted to go to Spider-Man and nobody wanted to go with him. And so we had to go to Regina to pick up some flooring for the place that we're making. And 
he casually mentions uh, Spider-Man's playing at 7.20 on Friday when we're in Regina anyway. And I'm like, of course I want to go to Spider-Man with you. Like, you've been wanting somebody to go with you. This is the language you speak. I unfortunately did a terrible job and I fell asleep during Spider-Man, but the parts I was awake for, I wasn't understanding anyway, but I definitely enjoyed the time I spent with Corey and the, we went out for drinks and appetizers before the movie. And it was probably the best day of January for me. Like I loved date night and I'm learning to appreciate quality time so much more and letting things go. It doesn't matter that we came home and the house was a mess and dishes weren't, dishwasher wasn't started or I can get over that so much more now that I know that I am speaking the language of the person that I love the most in this world. So next week, Corey and I are going to do a podcast together for Valentine's Day. I'm going to ask him a few questions about the five love languages and his take on our journey through this process and see what he has to say about the love languages. I just wanted to get out there today and get you all thinking about it. And maybe something that you can convince your partner to do on Valentine's Day is the love languages quiz and have a better connection. I mean, you can buy each other. If, if you think their love language is receiving gifts, then do the chocolates and the flowers. I get that. Corey, I do not want, I do love chocolate and I do love flowers, but you do not need to buy the overpriced ones on Valentine's Day. You wait till the 15th, sweetheart. We do not need the expensive ones. Buy the cheap ones when they go on sale. That's totally fine. Uh, anyway, next week, Corey and I are going to... Um, uh, you know, those date questions, you know, like where's her uh, favorite place to be, that kind of stuff. I've sent him an email asking a bunch of questions that he has to answer about me and I am going to answer them as well. And I'm doing this. I know I'm setting myself up to be totally embarrassed because he is, well, he's nicer. First of all, he's a kinder human and he's more intuitive and he's a better listener in lots of ways. So I know he's going to be able to answer the questions better than I do, but that's okay. That's totally fine. I'm just happy he's going to agree to be on my podcast. So we're doing that next week for Valentine's Day. Um, but if you're still with me, 18 minutes in, as we talked about the five love languages, I want you to scroll down, go to the link that's uh, at the bottom of this podcast, take the quiz and find out what your five love languages are send it to your partner, do it with your kids. We've done it with both of our kids as well. And that was kind of interesting too, because it changes how we gift them things. So Kata, she wants stuff. She loves receiving gifts. She, that it's not her, it's not her only love language. We have the combination of all five of them, but I know that Kata likes to get things, whereas it is the very, very bottom of Kenzie's. She, you can gift her something and she probably loses it before the day's out. Kenzie's definitely physical touch and quality time. So if I want to, if I'm going to gift something to Kenzie, it's going to be laying in bed together, watching a TV show and painting our nails. That's my gift to Kenzie. And I try to do it almost weekly if I can for that kid, because that's really all she wants. That's me speaking her love language. And so my kids are older. They can take the test. They can read the questions. They can answer them. There might be a kid's version of it. I actually should have looked that up before I did the podcast, but uh, my kids were old enough to do the, 
the adult one that's in the link. So I, I challenge you for this month of February and the month of gratitude and love to take this quiz, find out what your love languages are and start learning to communicate them to the people that matter. If you can convince them to do the quiz, then that's even better. Then you can have that sort of information to direct you in the next the next time you're wanting to show somebody how much you care about them. Uh, and I would love to know if you take the quiz, t send me a screenshot of your answers or just let me know. Listen, I did the love languages quiz. Thank you very much for sharing it because, um, if you invite me to your wedding, you're probably getting the book by Gary Chapman, just because I think relationships are hard. Marriages are meant to be worked on and always on that beautiful day when you're wearing that white dress. It just seems like everything is perfect. And I'm not, I'm not going to be, you know, Debbie Downer, but I'm telling you marriages need work. And so I like to front load that with the five love languages or any kind of other resource. I think that somewhere down the way, communication skills, all the stuff, because if your marriage doesn't feel like work, you might not be doing the work. So um, that's my little, my little plug for today. And I hope you have found something useful in it. And I hope you enjoy taking the five love languages quiz and stay tuned for next week when, um, we get to hear how well Corey knows me and how I will be making shit up <laughs> and hoping for the best. So anyway, take care, share this podcast and have a fantastic Monday.